Hey guys, it's Troy and welcome to episode 29 of the modern Casanova podcast, Break It to Make It. So yeah, episode 29, we are nearly up there at, uh, next week will be 30 podcasts, so uh, we're moving ahead, slowly but surely, getting up there, which is all good stuff. And yeah, this week has been pretty momentous for me. I don't know how it's been for you, I hope it's been good. Uh, But for me, it's been pretty full on. And that's largely because my book, uh, Still in the Game, came out on Thursday. So if you weren't aware of that, uh, and hopefully you were because I've been uh, trailing it all over social media, but uh, if you weren't aware of that, it's now available. It's up on Amazon. It is available both as uh, an ebook for Kindle and as a paperback as well. I'm not sure that the paperback is available in all territories yet, but it's certainly available on Amazon.com for the US. So uh, check on Amazon, and you you will um, it will be up there soon if it's not now in your territory. But certainly the Kindle ebook is there, ready for download. You can go on there now press the download button and you can be reading still in the game um, on your the device of your choice within seconds so that's the the wonder of modern technology these days from straight from my brain into your brain via the wonderful medium of uh, digital publishing in the internet so it's all good it's all good um, but yeah it's been a pretty mental week for me to be honest because uh, the book dropped it actually dropped today earlier than I thought. I thought it was going to come out on the Friday, but the way that Amazon works, they have they have a period where they sort of ratify the new books to check that, uh, presumably to check that it's all okay and it's all up to their standards and everything. Um, and sometimes that can take up to 72 hours, but in this case, uh, it went through really quickly. So it was up the next day. Um, so it came out a day earlier than I expected. So then I was uh, doing everything I could sort of on, on social media because... You know, you, as an indie author, you have to you have to go and hustle as well as you know. Most of my time is spent writing. You know, writing the books, writing the articles for the blog, um, writing things for Twitter and so on. But another big part of it is the hustle, and you know, you've got to be there on social media. You've got to be pushing it out and and everything else. So I was doing that on the Thursday. I tried to let as many uh, of you as I could know through various means, through my uh, subscriber newsletter on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, etc, etc, that the book was out and available. Um, I made some videos, I made a video about it as well, uh, that you can have a look at on my YouTube channel. So I was doing all of this stuff, and all of that is quite time consuming, you know, creating content does take, take time and it takes its toll. And on top of that, I'm now working on the next book. So, as I'd sort of intimated um, <clears throat> around New Year, I'm, I'm really pushing up the productivity this year. So, I've basically got a book a month schedule at the moment of all different things. So, the first couple I've got, the first one obviously is the 40 plus dating. The next one I'll be telling you about very soon. So, watch this space. And then after that, I will be going into a series of six books basically about the developing the modern Casanova lifestyle. So, a completely holistic six volume, if you like, course on how you can revolutionize your life, both in terms of dating which is obviously, you know, what 
a lot of us are here for you know it's certainly what i'm here for um but also within that you know looking at wealth building looking at business looking at confidence looking at mindsets um all of these different things that you need to put together you know the kind of lifestyle that you you, you want and the kind of lifestyle that you're going to have a great time enjoying so loads and loads of work and what that basically means is that i have a very strict sort of writing schedule so i'm i spend a lot of time i get up in the morning i spend a lot of time writing and then i start to do the marketing stuff as well so loads and loads of uh, stuff on my plate which is great because i really like to be busy really enjoy it um and yeah you know let's see where we go but it's it's been a very productive exciting start to the year so far ironically one of the problems with all of this production i saw a guy there's a guy on Twitter um, who I think is called Craig Burgess. So I'll just look up his um, his feed now while we're on. But um, he talks about extreme production. And I really like that idea, that idea of extreme production. And, of course, you can apply it to work. So, you know, I can be doing this podcast. I can be writing 4,000 words. I can write an article. I can do all these different things. But the other thing you can apply it to is is game as well. So you can have extreme production in terms of game and what that basically means is maxing out your approaches every day so you know you set a set a target maybe it's 10 approaches a day and you do 10 approaches a day every day you know regardless of what happens come what may now ironically um for me it the, <laughs> the thing that's getting squeezed the most at the moment is the actual approaching because and the you know the, the dating and and all of that because there's so much time that I'm having to spend on on the work that the impetus for the work, if you like, the reason that I got into this in the whole first instance is kind of being a little bit squeezed at the moment, which is a, sort of an irony, really. But, um, you know, that's sometimes we have to make choices about how we're best going to spend our time. But I, I need to look at that because it's really, really important for me. I mean, so this week I had the... Um, the Serbian girl came over and we had a nice evening together and uh, I also went over to see another girl that I'm seeing uh, across town in London on Sunday as well. So, you know, it's not like I haven't been doing anything, but at the same time, in terms of um, creating new opportunities, it's been a little bit, um, it's been a little bit pushed to one side and I need to really look at that because it's very important to me that I'm I'm doing this as I'm talking to you guys about it. And I, you know, because really it's got to be authentic. It's got to be, you've got to be living the life. You've got to be doing it. And that's where the inspiration comes from. And that's where the, you know, impetus for all that content comes from. So it's, for me, it's kind of about looking at that balance and work and trying to figure out exactly how it's going to work. And um, it's still fine tuning at the moment, but we will get there. Have no fear of that. So, what I wanted to talk about this week um, is the concept of break it to make it. And the reason to talk about this is that when I looked on my site and I looked at the top articles of the week, uh, the one that came out on top was one that I wrote called Break It to Make It, which was quite a quite a quickly written piece, uh, to be honest. But it was something that um, I think is very important and I feel very strongly about. And this is related really to the idea of burning your boats in fact in many ways it's very it's it's almost identical really to the uh to the concepts of burning your boats with a subtle difference actually i think um 
So what it's about is basically this. If you want to make a change in your life, if you want to radically alter the direction of your life, the way that things are for you, you know, in terms of your sex life, your love life, in terms of your business life, in terms of, you know, your physique, your fitness, your health, um, uh, your writing, your success, you know, any kind of area of life that you look, you can think of. But let's just talk about game. For the purposes of this, let's talk about game and pickup. So in terms of radically altering that, you have to do something, you have to change things. You have to change things so fundamentally that you have no choice but to take the action that's required. And the reason for that is that human beings are more risk averse than they are uh, risk tolerant. So we are more afraid of doing something different or out of the ordinary because of what might go wrong than we are optimistic about making, you know, different moves or doing things that are different to what we normally do. And in many ways, that makes sense because if you do something incredibly risky, like if you jump out of a plane, then clearly that's not necessarily going to be the best thing for your health going forward. But it also cuts us off from achieving some of the successes that we could have achieved because the only way that you're going to get that success is by doing things differently, is by making a radical change. And so the reason that I talked about breaking it to make it, and obviously that's a a play on the old saying, fake it to make it, uh, the reason I called it that rather than talking about burning your boats is because I really like this concept of breaking something up. And when I look back on my life over the last year or so, I can see that, or maybe a maybe few years actually, I can see that I, you know, inadvertently, one way or another, I broke up several very fundamental parts of my life in order to get to a different phase where I am now. Um, this is how I put it in the article. I said, Sometimes you have to break it to make it. Sometimes you have to stand there looking down at your life like you're looking at a village from a mountaintop and then you have to torch the village and walk away. Half measures will avail you nothing. So, you know, it's pretty dramatic language, if you like. The idea of um, torching the village is pretty extreme, um, but intentionally so because that's what you have to do. And I thought about what I'd done in the last sort of six months. You know, I was in Ibiza, I was in Berlin, then I was in Ibiza, and I thought about my life in the UK, and I thought, you know, and I was going back into another corporate job, and I just thought, you know, I really just don't want to do this. I don't want to, um, you know, live that life anymore. I'm not able to do that. And so when I came back to the UK, I then began to effectively dismantle uh, the fundamental parts of my life. So I was living in a in a property in um, an area I I didn't I never particularly liked very much. But nevertheless, you know, you've got a flat. That's a good thing, um, as far as most people are concerned in in the UK and certainly in London. Got rid of that. Um, I had been before that. I'd been in a relationship with somebody who was living with me. Got rid of that relationship. Um, 
completely broke up with that girl, never never see her, never speak to her anymore. Um, I had a, in inverted commas, a good job with a corporation um, in, the, in London. Uh, I left that job. I handed my notice in. Um, and um, and walked away from it. So you've got three sort of very stabilising factors there in a sense. Um, you've got a relationship, however flawed that was. And, you know, I could talk for hours about uh, the problems that were in that relationship. But, you know, nevertheless, here was somebody who wanted to be with me to be, you know, probably would have married me or whatever else. So I got rid of that. Um, I had a, a property and a place to live, got rid of that. And again, you know, there are, there were reasons for that, uh, which go beyond the scope of this podcast. And, um, you know, we could talk about the, uh, you know, the economy going forward in the UK and what the effects of Brexit are going to be and everything else. But, you know, nevertheless, um, most people would want to hang in there with uh, a piece of property. I chose not to, so I got rid of that. Um, and I walked out on a job. So I had uh, a, you know, a well-paid job at a very, very good, well-established company. Now, again, um, there were issues with that particular um, organization and it wasn't all milk and honey by any means, but, you know, it was a, it was a monthly wage coming in. It was decent money. Um, things could have carried on pretty much as they had you know, for the last 10 years or so for me. And, you know, I would have continued chipping away at the podcast, chipping away with the blog, uh, chipping away with my writing and probably making some gains, but at the same time, not really 10xing it, you know, not really taking it to that next level. So in walking out on the job, what I did there was to break up that particular facet of my life as well. So I look behind me now and, you know, you could say there's a burning village, but there's certainly um, a number of broken up variables, which, and, all, and what that's done, what all of that's done is it, it's forced me into action because now suddenly there's no, there's no choice anymore. You know, there's no choice, but for me to do really what I always wanted to do, which was to become a, a communicator, to become a professional communicator. I mean, really, professional writer, really. Um, and the majority of what I do is writing, and it will remain the case. But, you know, because of the way that the modern world is, I have to broaden that out a little bit. So now I'm doing videos. So I'm doing videos every day. I'm making these podcasts. Um, you know, I'm on social media and all of that. So it's it's slightly broader um, a role than just being a writer. So that's why I say communicator. But, you know, writing is very much at the core of it, which kind of satisfies my uh, internal artistic desire while at the same time, you know. But the other thing is as well, I really like the other forms. You know, I like doing the podcast. I re- I, I'm, I'm liking doing the videos. I, I don't think I'm, you know, I think I'm getting better at it. I think I will, I will continue to get better at it the more that I do. And I heard something really good the other day, actually, on a, I think it was the James Altucher podcast, which if you don't listen to, very, very well worth uh, tuning into. Um, and he or one of his guests was talking about the idea of practicing in public and what they meant by that. I think they were talking about stand-up comedy, actually, because um, James does a lot of stand-up comedy now. But um, if you think of the concept of stand-up, then you are effectively 
practicing in public you know you go out on the stage um, you do your act and you get immediate feedback from the audience good or bad and through that process you do that a load of times and you start to get better so with writing you can practice in public by uh, doing a blog and I do a daily blog and the rule that I have for the daily blog is that every day I'll write a new piece of content that I will publish now it might be that I publish on the blog an excerpt from a book that I'm working on. So that way, I'm not doubling up on work because, um, you know, I've, I've written um, a load for the book anyway. And then I just publish a part of that rather than making a separate post. And I allow that because it's been written on the day. But the idea is that I write a new piece of content every day. So I'm, I'm practicing in public. And then I get feedback on that. You know, people will say they, they like the article. They didn't like the article. Um, you know, maybe there's a mistake in it or something or whatever. So I'll get that immediate feedback. And that is forcing me to become better, you know, to become a better writer. The same thing with the videos. So if I do a daily video on YouTube, then I'm practicing in public. You know, there's nowhere to, there's nowhere to hide because people can see that, that, that content and they can feed back and, um, yeah, you know, and I've got to take that on the chin, whatever people say. To, to the same extent, um, doing the podcast as well, you know, because it's an immediate form of communication with uh, the listeners. So, you know, again, it's up there, people can comment on it. Um, and I, th- I think listening to these podcasts, you know, going back to the beginning, I think I'm getting better. I think um, they are getting smoother and more polished. And, you know, I'll be looking to make further improvements in this podcast uh, this year as well. So practicing in public, really, really important. But what's forced me in a, into a position to, to have to do these things, to have to make it, and, and, and not only do them, because I mean, I was doing them before, but do them in a, a serious focused way, is the fact that I've burnt my bridges with everything else. Now, if you want to apply that to game, what can you do there? Well, maybe you can do no fap. So a lot of guys talk about no fap now, which is um, for the, uh, the uninitiated, this is uh, not masturbating, basically, for a period of time. Now, I am on the fence about this, really. I don't necessarily prescribe um, a strict regime of that. But um, certainly what I would say is that cutting down is a good thing to do. Because what, what you don't want to be doing is giving yourself an easy way out. Um, <clears throat> You know, you don't want to be giving yourself an easy release. What you want to be doing is burning those, burning those bridges so that you're forced to go out and approach. You're forced to go out and, you know, seek the satiation that you need in a real way rather than in sort of an artificial way. You could also stop watching pornography because, again, this is a, a sort of a... It's a way of getting kind of quasi-near to the thing that you want without you actually having to put in any effort. And then the other thing that you can do is to avoid buffers because what most guys do, what most of us do, and I've certainly been guilty of this in in, in the past, is to um, is to allow buffers to prevent us from going out into the field and actually approaching. So a buffer might be something like, well, I won't go to the nightclub today. I'll go to because I want to go to the cinema, or so. Or I always go to the cinema on Fridays, so I'm going to go to the cinema and I'm not going to go to the nightclub. Or it might be something like, well, it's a bit late. It's you know, 
it might be something like, well, you know, she's probably got a boyfriend, or she's out of my league, or um, she looks in a bad mood, or something like that, so I'm not going to approach. And what we need to do, increasingly, is to just burn those bridges, say, fuck it, I'm just going to approach anyway. Um, So yeah, it's really about limiting your options, so that you haven't, you literally haven't got anything to fall back on. It reminds me a bit of um, Chris Lowe from the Pet Shop Boys, uh, the synth pop duo from the UK, said, we had no plan B. And I really like that. You know, he said, we literally, we had no plan B. This was, this was it. It was got to be this or it was going to be nothing. And I really like the kind of extreme sort of view of that. Um, in the set, you know, it's it's this or nothing. There is no other plan. There is no other option. So, whatever that thing is for you, whether it's leaving the job, whether it is getting on a plane and shipping up somewhere else, whether it is starting to make those approaches, whether it is, um, you know, giving up on some commitment so that you can put yourself full time into the thing that you really want to do, I would encourage you, and not to be reckless. Because, you know, you need to think it through. You need to make sure that there's, um, you know, you don't want to land yourself up on the street. You've got to make sure that it's realistic. But at some point, you're going to have to make the jump. So, you know, you can't, because otherwise, you're just going to go back into comfort thinking and uh, you're not going to achieve what you could have achieved otherwise. So at some point, when the time is right, and I can't answer precisely when that is because obviously it's different whatever your circumstances are whatever's going on in your life but when the time is right and you'll know in yourself when the time is really right you need to make the jump don't hold back don't be the guy on the diving board who looks over the edge and then goes oh actually I'm gonna have to I'm gonna climb down all the stairs past everyone else uh, because I don't want to make the jump just make the jump just do it because that is the only way that you're going to truly achieve success in any field. If you don't, then you go into comfort and you might momentarily feel better, but you are always going to regret it and you are always going to wonder how things could have been different. So burn your bridges, um, break, break it to make it, break up your past, watch it burn and go off into the future that you deserve. That's it for this week. If you haven't already, do go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Still in the Game. And please, if you get the chance, do leave me an Amazon review because it really helps me out to spread the word and to keep getting this content out to you guys. And with that, I will leave it until next week when we will have another episode of the Modern Casanova podcast. Bye-bye.